Sounds great. So, nice color you're wearing there. Glad we synchronized today. Yeah, we got the memo. Yours looks more orange. (laughs) So long. This is the longest hand we did blitz. Oh, well, hello there. What's up? Yes. (laughs) You're just a balloon. I got balloon blocked. That's awesome. I'm happy with that. It's for our 15 people that watch. Uh, how are you? Pretty good. Um, you? I'm okay. It's no milk for my coffee. Nah, I'm alright. Are there are there secret things on your whiteboards beside you? Because I can read those. Can you read them? Lightly. Just some very old, very old marketing notes. Case stripes online stops stops. It's a little small window. Studies. Case studies. Oh. So I can't read them. Ah, good. My secrets are safe. Secrets are safe. Oh, great news. That was quite the entrance. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired now. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> we did the whole show in like <laughs> six tries. <laughs> Such comedy. Uh, uh, boy. Uh, What's up here? Have you brought a, have you brought a Haas brother video yet? Yeah, they changed it from serif font to uh, sans serif font on the tool changer, so I thought that was acceptable in purchase three. <laughs> they're so small. Because they're listening to you. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I haven't purchased them. wonder if they've updated their... But uh, on machine notes... We like machines. Oh. The, uh, Lovely. Adventure Captain... I don't actually know his real name. The CEO owner guy of uh, Penta Machine that's making the Solo, as they call it, um, which mm. is that kind of like mid-small size five-axis, I guess you'd call it. I don't know what its working yeah. area is, but they're Baby making like axis. a phone booth five-axis. That's my motto. I'll call it that. Um, it. It looks amazing. They did a really good job with the design, but he just did a whole, like, he did a bunch of photos and said it's, I think it's starting production and that they are, he did like a live video the other day of it machining and it's not fast, let's say, but like also it's a f- basically a fully five axis machine that um, tool changes, has coolant. Uh, I think maybe the biggest question I have of it, I'm not seriously buying this is they've kind of rolled their own controller. And I think that was more appealing in a desktop as their pocket NC version was. But when you get into a $80,000 machine, I don't know how I feel about a roll your own controller. I don't know. I I don't know much about making Mm -hmm. those kind of things, but it makes me more nervous than just like getting one and using it since... Who do you think the target market is for a machine like this? Engineers that probably buy like the Bantam and want more, more, they have money, they don't have a ton of space, they want to like buy their desk uh, for like Intel, you know, or um, fast prototypes is my guess. Or people just have a lot of money mm-hmm. and want cool tools. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, It's a cool yeah, looking thing. It's very much a phone booth. Maybe smaller yeah, than a phone I booth. <laughs> I don't quite see the application. I mean, if it was a phone booth, that would kind of be more appropriate. 
terms of part size and reach and stuff, but it looks kind of like a desktop machine on a stand. It does cool. look like that a lot. Yeah, I think Very cool. if you take the stand away, you don't have the coolant and chip yeah. wash, which I'd say that's maybe it's other big, which this is always just a lacking secondary thought on basically every machine it seems like until like maybe second gen or something like the umcs were notoriously terrible with chip management for like i think they still are pretty Mm -hmm. bad but they're better uh but they have a trash bin underneath with holes in it i believe and that's how (laughs) the chips get caught and the coolant goes through the bottom and eh, i'd like to see it work i'm not not convinced Mm. uh that that's a Mm -hmm. good solution but I also haven't tried to make a five-axis machine, so I, I'm impressed no. at what they have so far. Shuba cool. Mm. Work, working volume is a six-inch cube, or what is that? 150 mil. 150, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's not bad. Can make some bad. cool, cool things out of a six-inch cube. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it runs on 110 or 220. This is exactly, yeah. It's it's to put by somebody's desk. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's very well, very Good sexy. Tonight. I think I just have product lust more than I have realistic function lust. <laughs> yes, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want one. It just looks nice. What are you making on your real mill at the moment? Oh, what am I making? We are the the brass parts. Ah, uh, yeah. Didn't take me. Uh, I think just the best way to describe it. They weren't technically hard. I used the same fixturing as last time, but I'm still in limbo with a few types of projects and setups where I maybe don't have the tools or the skill set yet where I do things pretty damn inefficiently. Like in this case, it's like, this is a bad one from last time, but you know, I machined the whole thing in kind of claw talon grips like this, put some top holes, put it into a fixture machine it again from the top but like those are just in a in a curt six inch vice mm-hmm. and that's on top of a pearson palette and <laughs> almost all of our product things we put in the effort and the time to like make a fixture that just drops onto the palette system and there's no setup it's all in the same work offset so you you never change anything which is the best it's cool. like the most genius part about the Pearson palette is it feels like running a router in a certain way where like, oh, you just align it to the origin, go, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of tedium in, all right, next part, and there's only a few of them, put it on, indicate it in, or like use a stop. But then even on the, st- sometimes the stops don't align as well as they should for me when I do flip parts. Um, mm. So it just takes me too long and felt like i was catching up on other stuff so i didn't it wasn't as efficient as it could be but that does a lot of what i've been machining got these brass pucks next for some reason you know parts always come in the same uh runs right like two different clients two things of brass yeah, i haven't done brass yeah. since the last time last year yeah cool how much yeah. uh job job shop work are you doing uh i would say too much but they mm. kind of all got delayed through the holidays. Like they were like fine yeah. if they were a normal timeline. And then holidays and the storm kind of feel like they cramped all into like 
there's probably three or four of them and they just kind of all hit at the same time so we're finishing up a good amount of them this week and next and then nothing else really planned there but uh hmm. i guess to continue my update i think our product sales are the back on target again which is nice um <laughs> after Congrats. a pretty rough december that's nice to see i appreciate that hmm that's awesome how about you what's up with you uh struggling to see what's further ahead than about a week right um yeah. i've been trying to build some like sales projections because cash flow has been so challenging at the start of the year i've been mm -hmm. trying to kind of look forward and go cool how bad is it gonna get because often you know like we have a cash flow forecast that's quite advanced and sarah manages it and it looks 12 months ahead which is cool wow but all the sort of you know beyond a certain point it's all theoretical it's like this is our quoting target therefore this is our sales target plug those numbers in on a week by week basis right six six months out our cash flow looks great but if we don't hit those theoretical numbers we just end up like we've just been chasing our tail for a year or more two years and so i've been trying to come up with a better way of doing numbers to plug into the cash flow forecast of like cool what leads do we have in the system right now when are they likely to fall what's their like percentage of likelihood of converting mm -hmm. and then and then within that stacking in the theoretical as well like well based on average blah blah, blah we should have another x number of leads in this period as well worth this much maybe hopefully Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to manage that in their table. Like I can kind of, I can nut it out for like what the real things that are in there. I can, I can mm -hmm. work out the ratios and balance the sort of what's already been quoted, what's about to be quoted. But I haven't wrapped my head around how to like slot in the, the theoretical bit of that and balance it. Sure, sure, um, sure. So it's been something I've been working on this week. You kind of after hours, like and I've been so hyper focused on just getting quotes out the door pretty much since I came back to work. It's just like three weeks of quote, quote, quote. And um, I'm kind of aware that other things are slipping as a result of that focus. I'm like not, not necessarily being the, uh, the leader that I should be because I'm just like smashing along trying to get sales. I don't know, so. I don't know how it's not something I'm super capable of either like you get focused on a thing and then the other things always mm. suffer <laughs> maybe if i'm like perfectly slept and i'm getting to work exactly the right time exercising <laughs> eating healthy food not drinking drinking lots of coffee <laughs> maybe 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 i i work all those things perfectly but I mean, I have one, I have, I have the range of, I have a spreadsheet I use that I update manually and I have other accounting software, but I keep my main income and expenses in there and the kind of recurring stuff is on another sheet and it feeds into, along with like, I update the bank accounts daily. It's a lot of stupid manual stuff, which, hmm. you know, sorry, I just lost a oh. fixture on the floor. <laughs> 
But it sounds like you do it, which is cool. No, I do it daily, and it was just mm. my only way of, well, mostly daily. Uh, my only way of, like, creating a sense of, like, are we going to survive or not? Because I never made zero something mm -hmm. that was that reliable. Or there's enough time lag in it that it just never worked. Or I couldn't make it. I just couldn't ever make it work how I thought anyway. And mm -hmm. there's a on the front page of my summary of all this, there's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And then I think it's called the pessimistic view, which is like, <laughs> we stop getting money altogether. What happens? You know, like how many days nice. do we go? And that number is always terrible. Like it's, I don't, I don't know if it's helpful. I, maybe I should adjust it to be like something better because oh, it says pessimistic 30 days. What happens? Oh, and yeah. it's just a big red negative number. And that's not a good feeling, you know, like, uh, but does it drive you though? Yeah. I, these things are all important to me to make sure that things I don't, I don't have 12 months seems incredible to me. Like I'm happy if all the numbers are positive 90 days out right now, like, and have mm, been, mm. that that's been a huge advance. Like I just, to uh draft, we just put out the secret show number five. Um, which I linked that in the show notes, but um, we talked about that before I went on leave in November or something. We had recorded a while back, hadn't got it edited yet, but uh, we were reminiscing about you know cash flow and stuff like that. It's a common thing we talk about, obviously, but then it was notable that products have stabilized our revenue. But like, man, those numbers, those three, 30, 60, 90, 60 and 90, rarely ever were in the, in the black looking yeah. forward. And now they are more often, which is just like, I, mean, mm. I probably need to extend it to 120. You know, what, what's ahead further, start looking further down the road, try to cash flow better. So I don't know. And because they're you at all, product, product sales primarily, like are you, what are you basing those numbers on? Just like historical data, what you're selling now, or yeah, are you looking back at what I you sold keep this in, time last year? Or I wish it was that uh, sophisticated. It's I kind of like manually look at. I use this plugin for Shopify called Brightflow, and it's actually been pretty useful yeah. to look historically. And there are some weird trends emerging. November is always our best month for some reason. Products. Um, it just plugs into Shopify yeah, and it's just like a free app. Um, yep. But I mean, we're projecting to do 50% more revenue for products this year than last year, which is amazing. Like I, I, my target's a little higher than that actually, just to get to hiring some people and stuff. But um, I kind of take those numbers and put them back into my spreadsheet and then have dates on them in the income section. So then it shows us where we're hoping to get to. And yeah. then I track to see if that actually happens, but it doesn't give me any historical data, really. It's just always looking ahead, hopefully trying okay. to look at something a little more better. It's yeah, goofy. I need to do something better, I'm sure. No, it sounds pretty good. It sounds like you're doing stuff actively, which is cool. I think that it's interesting that you've got the pessimistic view in your spreadsheet because I was chatting to Sarah yesterday about this all time nutting it out and I was like oh maybe we need like rather than having all this this theoretical sort of target based income in our cash flow forecast maybe it needs to be 
it just drops off and goes into the negative because we can't see that far ahead. Right. And her opinion was like, well, that's unmanageable. Like, it's my job to manage the cash flow for the business. And if it drops into the negative, then, like, I'm not doing my job. And then at my sure. end, I'm like, well, but that What's sort of having that, sort of, that sense of urgency would be like, oh, maybe that would help drive someone like me to, I don't know. Right. Go harder or my, try different things or I don't know. I've asked my mentor similar questions of, he's mm-hmm. always asking me, what's, what's your gross margin? What's your gross? And I'm like, ah, mm. I feel like I'm on like shark tank a little bit. I'm like, ah, I don't, <laughs> it's better now. Um, and you know, it's Insert helped me. numbers here. Right. It's helped me a bit and I've failed last couple of months to keep up on some of that stuff, but it's been really helpful in terms of looking at like when, like just for the scale of business we are, we're just a very tiny little business. Mm. I kept asking, how do you know when you should hire? You know? <laughs> and his answer was pretty clear. And I have the number in my head now. It was figure out what your margins are. And, you know, then you know what revenue you need to get to, to support that salary number. Mm-hmm. So like if it's 10,000 and you're 50% net, low numbers and you need $15,000 to hire this person, keep overhead, all this stuff, then you need to what do $30,000 in revenue to, to Mm -hmm. hire that person successfully. And I was like, Oh my God, that's obvious. But like, honestly, before, I don't know why it just seemed kind of impossible for me to figure out those numbers when we were doing service work, like job shop. I just, those, it, nothing was stable enough to go, mm. oh, I could, you know, one month it might be just all over the place. So, um, yeah, yeah. back to the same story, I guess. But, uh, I, I personally, I would want runway numbers of like, just thinking about if I was trying to handle what you guys are working with as so many more people and, and all the things, uh, how many days can we go right now? And I guess what would be interesting if you could somehow finagle it to feed in some, some form of like what we have for cash flow, And if this job goes through that extends cash flow 17 days or something, I don't know. That would, yeah, that's kind of like finite yeah. things would help me, but maybe that's not useful overall. No, that would be useful. I don't don't have those sorts of numbers. Right. I guess because we've got the like, it's going to work because we're going to hit these targets. Anyway. Sure. That's where my brain's at in that source. But um, I think I was just going to say happy birthday. Thanks, man. Yeah. Happy birthday. 40 on the weekend. Felt like a a bit of a milestone. Good. Right. It's good. Um. Yeah, no, 40, 40 feels good because I think I've kind of done what I wanted to do. And mm. um, three three years ago, I was like, this feels like a milestone coming up. I want to hit 40, sort of the fittest and strongest, most agile point in my life, um, which was when Very I started lame. doing the parkour stuff. And so, yeah, feel like. That's been a successful little journey despite a few broken bones along the way. Right. Um, so it's nice to Impressive. sort of hit 40 and feel good in myself. And, yeah, it doesn't feel like a big deal. And I had a really nice weekend just camping. 
with the kids. I was kind of faffing around with what I wanted to do for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go camping. Big Pack up the bikes. Go camping up on the hill and some people can drop in and say hello if they want, but I'll just hang out up there. And it was super, yeah, beautiful weekend. It was nice. Fun. And I, um, I picked up a bike trailer on Marketplace, like a kid carrier, two-seater kid carrier trailer. To ex- just to purely to extend my um, cargo carrying capacity on the on <laughs> the lot. cargo bike, and so we filled that with camping stuff, put the kids on the back with more camping stuff, and then like climbed a mountain, which I think was the limit of the bike's capacity, but also my legs. And um, right, that's a lot. And um, 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 but it was cool. Anyway, I, I have plans for this little trailer. I want to strip it down and turn it into like a little dedicated camping setup so it's got a, like a little Ooh. fridge in it and um right. maybe like little little awning that pops out <laughs> dedicated setup can it Pretty like cute. go up flip out yeah, yeah. <laughs> legs kick out it's got <laughs> yeah. little pneumatic arms or you make yeah. like threaded kid apart dowels that are all you spin a thing in the center and it <laughs> so that's kind of my fun distraction at the moment and yeah that was cute could, could that ski. thing is battery powered the bike yeah or, or electrical yeah it's pe- okay pedal assist yeah it's yeah. gonna say how it are you pulling all that up a push hill up the hills yeah even with the battery the pedal assist was pretty pretty hectic but um we got there wasn't sure if we were going to get up but we did um crazy yeah fun well congrats i'm uh, not looking forward okay. to that number but sounds like it can be okay it's good it's fun <laughs> <laughs> we had a um a listener question this week from michael michael said michael said uh wondering if you all wonder if you all knew of any solid online courses if someone wanted to upscale infusion 360 looking to carve out roughly two hours a week for night learning before my schedule goes preferably australian-based if it's something I can put on my CV, but otherwise just to learn. Sorry, that was terribly mm-hmm. read on my part. Um, we'll get the robots to I read thought, it better later. I, I thought you were um, doing an, an American accent at first, and I was like, well, this is new. Y'all. Y'all need to get on this. <laughs> Do you have a suggestion? I'll save. Um, I believe PDX CNC offer some services in this time, don't they? <laughs> I think I have That's four my... videos in a series yeah. on uh, YouTube. Justin's got some good videos. I'm sure it's a very, I'll link it, but um, whenever people say they want to learn, I say, all right, I've got these four videos. After that, <laughs> yeah. the best way to, best place I know is uh, my friend Kevin Kennedy has product design online. And if you've ever searched for something for Fusion on YouTube, you've seen his videos for sure. So he's like the number one YouTube Fusion guy. Uh, and he has what he calls a master class, um, but really it's kind of like not choose your own adventure, but like anything you want to learn. He's got courses, and you pay like one yeah, fee, cool. and um, I'll link it. It's we've What's had a name? lot of P- uh, Kevin Kennedy, but the website's Product Design Online. Sorry, I'll... great. Yeah, links will um, be in the show notes. Right, we've had a lot of people ask about that over the years, and we've referred a mm. lot of people to Kevin and. Always good recommend or good results. Um, I message yeah. with him quite a bit. He's a great guy. Awesome. Pro tip. 
Yeah. I don't think I have anything really to add to that. Um, my fusion learning journey, I mean, I came from SolidWorks, so it was not a big uh, shift to get into fusion. But uh, when I was learning fusion and also helping some of my staff get up to speed, I watched a lot of Lars, Lars's Lars. videos. I learned from Lars. Lars. Too. He stopped yeah. making videos, but he did. I think he works for but, fusion. Uh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He made good stuff. Justin's got an introductory series. And yeah. Yeah. I thought about making a new one because I think it's from 2019 or 2020 when I first made the first mm. one. Um, and stuff just is, I think mostly just interface looks different, but yeah, the ideas yeah. like are all the same. It's not really going into cam. I have a bunch of little videos on cam but not in that series so yeah mm. Thanks yeah we've question. got a bunch of videos too but they're they're all internal and i haven't mm. yeah been right. built for staff training purposes mm-hmm. um yeah cool no thanks for the question michael mm-hmm. you're going more down the amazon aren't you <laughs> i am i am uh, my cousin sent me just, I think maybe the best thing I've ever seen on YouTube last night. The most absurd video. That's Have you come statement. across Bobby Bob, Bobby Fingers and the Amazon boat? That's <laughs> well, you really really tricked me on that one. <laughs> I thought it was a book by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will pop that link in. Um, so just just to get a little behind the scenes here, Gemini will make secret notes to ourselves in our show notes so that we don't tip each other off to what we're going to talk about. And then we often forget about what we wrote about and it's in cryptic language. Like Jem just wrote, Jem recommends Bezos rowboat. And I was like, Jeff Bezos, huh? He has a boat called rowboat or a book called rowboat. Like what? Really? I'm just Irish YouTuber. Uh, who goes by the name of Bobby Fingers, and it's the first thing of his I've come across. But I, it was, it was an instant subscribe for me. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is one of those videos." Which is like, I have that sort of sense of like, I wish I'd made this, or like, this is the type of content I would love to make. It's just absurdly good and weird, right? And is also it- like highly, highly skilled. Like he's he's obviously a very skillful maker, sculptor. Is that somebody's- um, I just happened to jump to 1535 and it looks like we're taking something off some guy's butt. Yes, you'll need to watch the video to understand what's going on there. Okay. Um, All right. Yes. Oh, I, I see where it's going now. <laughs> there are some serious tangents within it, but um, yeah, check it out. It's worth the 28 minutes. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> I think <clears throat> I have another one that I'm just going to guess is very similar to what you are doing, except for this is almost all humor. Um, but there's this guy, I do not remember his name at the moment, but I watch him every time his videos come up, but he does like really realistic. It's like, what if Homer Simpson was a real person and I'm going to make him out of clay and he'll like make it hyper realistic and like it's he then scripts a the whole thing as he's doing it and talks about it and does amazing shots. And it's just, so yeah. good. He's Canadian. Yeah, I'll link that too. Link us up. High recommendation. Nice. I'll link. I'll link one. <laughs> it's hard. To, hard to explain. Similarly, I think. Yeah. Saw so you kind of teasing publicly 
all on Instagram, um, changing some of the way the website worked for your Kitty configurator coming soon. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Little preemptive tease there. Yeah, we're just switching our Shopify inventory around so that all the components are priced individually in preparation for them being linked to the configurator. Right. Because at the moment right. they're in a weird combination of different sized packs, which is fine. But um, yeah, right. just to restructure the pricing on those so that they're all individual and those prices are fed into my Rhino block configurator counter as well. And How? so when I'm... Like API oh, pulling? No, that'd be cool, but no, not live. Damn it. I don't know how to do that with Rhino. I don't know if it has webhooks. Back in school, there was a guy from our university named Nathan Miller. He still has a company, and he made this crazy thing that at the time seemed wild, but you could design a 3D shape in, in Rhino and pipe it directly into Revit and then use that as a form to create buildings with and he did, he's done a lot of stuff related to that where like you can use rhino to do other things live with spreadsheets and cool. stuff too so maybe yeah, yeah. it's called proving Grasshopper, i believe you can do stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah proving configurator um i woke up this morning i was like I think I gave Justin a date on the podcast about when I was aiming to have the configurator live, and then I instantly forgot. I think I said mid-Feb, yep. maybe. I'll need to listen back uh, and check that. <laughs> I told you to do it on Valentine's Day, I believe. That's right. I, oh, you, and then you said, you said, uh, you know how I like to do things at you know 5 a.m. on a Friday or 5 p.m. on a Friday, and I was like, <laughs> all right. That's right. Launch at the end of the week. Um, the yeah, no, I think we're still on track. Unless I derail the plans by, like, at the last minute deciding that the drawers and doors and new accessories have to be included in the launch, but I'll try and restrain myself from that. Mm. MVP, um, baby. Which we're finding, like, no time to do it, but um, I'm finding, like, as Josh and I are quoting a bunch of stuff, like, more and more use cases for building other products out into the configuration platform. Right. Um, like our, our other shelving range and some of our other products um, would be super useful. And I forget to now that if sort of that's something you're going to be able to do. Customers. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, we're paying for the platform and the Kita configurator is just one product that we've built within cool. that. We can continue to add whatever we want, as I understand it bit more work to develop it all but yeah keen to somehow find the time i've got to just drag myself out of this quoting hole um but to do that I need to generate revenue so it's kind of <laughs> catch 22 that feeling yeah sort of de- des- desperate to like find hours to put into other development things and push product and marketing and put more time into the configurator and stuff but um today mm-hmm. Will it just be another day of quote smash, I think? Quote smash. So quote just smash. out of curiosity, like mm. people send you inquiries on your website pretty Maybe. regularly then, and that's what's generating your quote queue. Yeah, correct. Interesting. Along with sort of act- active follow-ups of uh, existing clients of like, mm. um, how's the thing going that we made for you? You've got any other things you need made. Right. Interesting. And, then, and that's then pretty successful. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of the Toyota book, the machine that, you know, changed the world or whatever. And how I think about that constantly now. Like, it's such a mm. foreign thing to a contemporary America where, you know, whatever it was, the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever that range, maybe the 70s and 80s, they were actively going out door-to-door sales for cars <laughs> and they could make your car within two weeks of what you requested and ordered with a salesperson in your home. Wow. Like to your preferences, not just like, oh, a different color. It was like, oh, we'd like there to be this feature and they would like customize things. Just yeah, wow. crazy. <laughs> things have changed. Seemingly. Mm, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I need to have a look at the book, put it on my reading list. Yeah, it's like a, a dry, interesting. Yeah. Did you do audiobook or reading, reading? Yeah, I listened to it. I was in the period where... Listened. My little, my little one was up a lot at night and I would... It's like the way I kept myself awake. I was like, I need something to listen to. That's not just... I was like running through my podcast. It's like, I need a book. <laughs> <laughs> so I just listen while he's eating yeah, it all nice. night. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I see you've been working on your packing station. Yeah, that's coming Looking out very tidy. Um, yeah, I have a image that I sent to Ricky. I took it. That's interesting. I guess some maybe somewhat interesting. I took this image uh, before a before image of that area, and I put it into hey. GPT to try to get it. Try to get some kind of thing that was like, hey, inspire me, you know, and m- remake this space into <laughs> <Cool>. an organized. <laughs> it was horrendous. Just absolutely <laughs> useless. It didn't look anything like our space. It couldn't, like, it was a flat image, like a panoramic of the wall, like where I wanted to rework it. And it kept turning it into a deep perspective, like down, looking down a big corporate warehouse. And I was like, this is 100% useless. I just kept telling it, this is useless. You not you change the perspective. Like, how is this even close to the same? And, it, and so, anyway, I found that image the other day again, and it was nice. It was nice to see it because even right now, it's become, we've gotten rid of a bunch of crap. It's more organized. We're rearranged. And even, like, something that was kind of tricky, we are talking about reordering stuff. We don't keep stock of like all the screws and stuff that go into products. We just hmm. kind of do a Kanban style system where it's like, oh, this is about out. And that used to take a little more effort to go and look at what was out of stock. But I was making an order on McMaster and it's like, oh, what else might we need? I just like walked out there. And it was all just like right in front of me, it's just so visible in the little bins. Um, I didn't have to go searching and pull stuff out of the way, like that kind of like, I think Adam Savage's coin phrase, the first order retrieval, um, we yeah. always shoot for, we don't have to move anything uh, to get to it is always my goal. Like I want to be able to walk up with, you know, a board in one hand, grab my drill and the bit and never have to set the board down kind of idea. It's what we shoot for. Yeah. And so Ricky's actually building our weird parametric table base right now and we're going to get the top on it either today or tomorrow so kind of should be first stage done until we realize what we want to evolve it into soon thereafter great so pretty happy with it nice one yeah awesome yeah we've been a little bit slow in production with the the slowness of jobs coming through the door um so the guys have 
been kind of continuing our workshop improvement vibes a little bit. So yeah, our sort of packing and dispatch area is looking really good as well. The workshop's looking great actually. After the sort of summer, you did a little tear down and clean up. It's a lot more space. Holiday time cleanup though too, right? Yeah, I did quite a lot over the holidays. It's great. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Now there's just like a few piles of junk left over from that that I haven't gotten back to. Right. <laughs> little hangovers yep. from that project being wheeled around the workshop. Yeah, same. There we had some visitors uh, come for kind of a tour pre-meeting thing, and <laughs> uh, one of our friends coined this phrase that I love that. Um, they call it the oh jesus room which is like i can't deal with all this stuff so they just throw all their crap into this room and shut the door <laughs> like when people come over and we basically had like an oh jesus corner um where yeah. ricky kind of put up a sheet a, a giant table on a cart and then put a bunch of stuff behind it and i was like i went back there to go get some wood and i was like whoa <laughs> it's not very organized like we were we were lying <laughs> to ourselves <laughs> Uh, yeah. So that's gotten better. We're still getting rid of some stuff. And I like that. I, there's something so different for me about getting rid of stuff at work versus at home, where it's so much harder for me at home than here. It's just like yeah, right. converted my brain pretty well to like, that's not a thing we do right now, or we have too mm. many of those. And I haven't yet gotten to the point where I set a deadline. That maybe would be the key to like, the price needs to drop or it's free or something but like the longer stuff sits around the more we keep moving it the it's just taken away from you know all the other time so yeah i have thought <laughs> quite a few times i've thought about what you said recently about how many times have you moved it like <laughs> just the time investment in moving one thing that's not being used utilized from one bench to another oh for getting in the way right it's been right. rattling around in my brain yeah all that guy i used to listen to or i still listen to all the time merlin man would his original suggestion of that was tape tape whatever that is up in a box to get it out of your sanity but then put a date on it and if you haven't touched it in six months you don't need it you know <laughs> yeah i like that i've got boxes <laughs> like that <laughs> oh yeah and i still can't do it even though it's like i know these things yeah I don't know. I've got a box upstairs that has 2014 written on the side of it, as in that was the disposal date, and it's still upstairs 10 years later. Go get that box right after this. I want a video <laughs> of it going in the trash. Burning. The... <laughs> <laughs> I want it burning. Yes, that's what I want. <laughs> I want to see it burn. A pyre in the car park. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good content. Hey. It fits hey. your sustainability vibe for sure. Totally. Totally. Cool, man. Mm, yeah, what time is it? Time to noodle off and do some time things. Time to noodle off. Tell you mm. shall we? Until next time, go check out the episode five of The Secret Show. We Beer. have more recording soon. Linked Hope. in the show notes Hope. here. Get on it. Thanks, y'all. Yep. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Thanks, See y'all. you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ding dong.